As we approach the last 20 episodes of the podcast, which I, I think is kind of amazing, and doesn't feel bittersweet or sad or anything like that to me at all, it, it feels like such a natural sort of closing to things. I want to share something I haven't done in a while, but people always seem to be interested in, which is sort of a day in the life, what it looks like to be the replaceable founder. And quite honestly, like, without any sort of ego or, or you know, bragging about it, I operate at productivity level 11. I really do. <laughs> so I think it's worth seeing, in some cases, what that looks like. Now, in addition, right now we're putting the finishing touches on the potentially final book that I'll put out, which is called On Productivity. And it's really meant to be like the epitome, the pinnacle of my work in productivity over the last decade. And I hope that this book will really be a timeless masterpiece that people will refer to to be more effective in what they do. Additionally, we just released the Ultimate KPI Planner, where you can go to less.do slash planner, check that out, and start systematically making yourself more replaceable. But on to the day in the life. So currently, we recently moved our family from New York to New Jersey. We wanted more space. We wanted a house with a backyard. Everybody's got their own room. It's awesome. And the intention was to start, we bought a house, and the intention was to start going down on the weekends. And we got down there for a weekend, our first weekend, and nobody wanted to leave. So for the past two weeks, I have been commuting every day with uh, my kids to New York to go to school. It's about an hour and 10 minute drive, and it's really okay. And I, I mean, I get up early anyway, but so this is what the day kind of looks like. I get up a little bit before six, and I say a little bit before because I have an alarm set for six, but I, I generally wake up at 5.57 or 5.56, like just pop up, ready to go. So I get up, and I immediately, on the way down to the kitchen, check my phone. I've talked about this before. You know, they say that most successful people never check their phone first thing in the morning. Well, I do. So something must be off with that logic. But my inbox, my email, my Voxer, all of the tools that I use, I, I use them very efficiently. So in the time it takes me to walk down one flight of stairs, I can probably clear out my inbox and maybe even respond to a client because currently all of my coaching, my private coaching is exclusively done over Voxer. So it's asynchronous voice communication. They send me messages, I send them messages, and it's incredibly effective. And I have clients all over the world, and there's no necessarily set expectation of when I will respond to people, but I'd say I'm pretty good about it. So at 6 in the morning, I might have a message from a client on the West Coast that, you know, sent it a couple hours earlier, and I probably have some East Coast clients who are already waking up and starting their day, and some in Europe who've been doing things for several hours and I can take that information in and sort of digest it as I get going I make coffee for myself and my wife and then I make breakfast for the kids to go 
I make all their lunches and everything the night before. I get all their bags ready. I get their their clothes and their toothbrushes and stuff. I put that all in the car the night before, so it's ready to go. But breakfast, I make hot in the morning and put it in little containers. It's like they're you know traveling first class on an airplane. And then I carry them one by one into the car, usually asleep, and we take off. And they wake up at various times throughout the ride and start having their breakfast and whatnot. But for the most part, like, I'm listening to a, a few different podcasts, uh, mostly news stuff, NPR, and uh, Google Podcasts actually puts together a news. Just to stay in the know. And if there's long messages from clients, because of the way Voxer works, right, I could have a message from a client that's 30 seconds or uh, it could be 13 minutes. And so I'll often listen to those in the car too. And something that I do with Voxer, for those who might may or not, may not be familiar, I don't typically listen to a client message and then respond. I'll usually listen to several of my client messages because it, it sort of forces me, on the one hand, it forces me to reflect and digest and then respond rather than just hearing it and going right back to it. But also, there's overlap. There's things that people have that are like sort of common issues. So sometimes hearing it multiple times or in different ways gives me different ideas about how I want to respond. I drop off the kids and head right to our apartment, which we are in the process of selling. And there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. Obviously, we're clearing out furniture. I'm selling things on Facebook Marketplace. I'm uh, uh, giving away stuff destroying things to throw out a couple days ago i had to scrape adhesive off of our kitchen floor that was used for putting some tiles down and so i was using acetone and a scraper and goo gone and finally got it all off and while i was doing that every time i took a break i was answering clients and interacting with clients and so i ended up speaking with a dozen clients or so you know asynchronously over the course of a couple hours and really moving things forward for them and for me. Then I sat down and I gave a talk over Zoom to a group in Saudi Arabia. Then I started to take some notes on a three articles I wanted to write, which I then sent a Voxer message to my writer, Amy, who's been on the podcast, three Voxer messages to be specific, with my ideas for the articles, which she will then go ahead and write. I could have tried to sit down and write and it would have taken me a couple hours and it wouldn't be very good. And I discovered a long time ago that my ideas are better written by someone else. So I, quote unquote, wrote several articles by sending these Voxer messages to her. And then uh, I had some lunch and I came back to school and picked up the kids and headed back down to Princeton where I then took my daughter to Taekwondo and then my son to Taekwondo in a different place. And then we're moving in still, so there was still stuff to do in the, the house. So my wife made dinner, we had some dinner, all of us together, which we always do every night. And then I was installing dimmer switches and mounting uh, desks and TVs and help my, my daughter and I put together her new desk and got everything ready for school for the next day. And answered some more calls and or boxers and emails and then went to bed around midnight and that's a typical day and so the thing is is actually it was a great really really productive day i got so much done both in my personal life and in my business life i felt very fulfilled 
I had interactions with interesting people. It was fueling for my mind. I had good times with my children and my wife. And the idea that some people sometimes mistake for less doing is this idea of doing less, period, is absolutely not what this is about. Less doing is about doing as much as you possibly want to do for you and doing as little as possible the things that you don't want to do that you're not good at. And that day is a prime example of it. And it also goes to the idea that there is no such thing as a work-life balance. It's a work-life integration. And if you can't integrate your life with your work, you're never going to feel any sense of balance. So that's what a day in the life of the replaceable founder looks like. I hope that is illuminating for you all. And thank you for listening. Make it an effective day.